0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
1: You can super chat by paying on YouTube to get your comments jumped higher in the pack, and we'll read them. How about that? This John Burns, again, drops some change on us. He pays money, his comments go to the top of the order. We are the only fans of Sports Talk. You can pay to have your comments read, and I don't feel dirty at all. Talking right here on this G-string, right here. This is the Rod <laughs> Peterson Show. Uh, okay, Good morning, everybody. And if you don't know what OnlyFans is, that's a good thing. Welcome to the program. Hi, Moose. Hi. How you doing? I'm well. Ready to roll? Oh, yeah. I think today as I say, a good afternoon to our friends on the eastern part of the continent and good morning to uh, those out here in the west. Like us, uh, we have a very nice blend of national and local today. I had to scribble this down. I had Gino uh, DiPaolo scribbled in to join us from the Okotoks Oilers, and then he uh, couldn't join us. I guess they're on the road, or he's on the road today. We never quite sorted that out. So Jim Lang will be joining us. Our good and sturdy friend Jim Lang from uh, York Radio, Sportsnet great, Canada's foremost NFL expert, and that's an hour or two. And Ken Reed, you know him, you love him, Sportsnet anchor. A lot of Sportsnet love going on here today uh, on the program. Plus, a lot of local talk, too. And forgive us if you don't mind, but we are a hockey country. Our American viewers are hockey fans. So, Jordan, please hit the Quick 6 Show Topic. If you don't mind. Well, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, last I saw, has not officially announced their season's been canceled. But last night, I got two texts from insiders in the league saying that their return-to-play bubble has been not approved if you will by the saskatchewan government and therefore the season's over again i haven't seen an announcement i've been hitting banging on their twitter all morning <laughs> and their website waiting to see saskatchewan junior hockey league every province in this country has got junior a and junior a massive in america too and they're playing in most of those places except right here in the rectangle so luke Spatafora is a long-time SJ veteran, and he went to Twitter, and I'm just going to read it. I said to Darren this morning, should we read it? He tagged at Sask Government in this tweet, and I think he speaks for a lot of junior hockey players today. It says, wow, what a journey it was. Thanks, junior hockey, for the best three years of my life. Pretty empty feeling knowing that my 20-year-old season just got taken away from me. Pretty sad that every other league in Canada got an answer months ago except for our league, It took till the end of March to tell us we're done. Pretty sad that the WHL got approval in the same province to play, but we didn't. No chance for 20s to go to another league or anything. We just got everything we worked for our last few years taken away from us like it's nothing. We were waiting and waiting for months. Guys had to say no to job opportunities. Guys' mental health was seriously affected with just waiting. We had coaches doing everything they could to get a startup, but we got nothing. We got treated like trash from the government and got everything taken away from us in a blink of an eye. I'm super thankful I got to experience junior hockey and can't thank Humboldt, Melville, and everyone else involved for making these past memories I'll have forever. From Luke Spadafora. I got a lump in my throat reading that. And I need help from the viewers. This is a morning where, more than ever, we, we pride ourselves on... Paul calls it interactive TV, and he's right, interactive with the viewers. But I need help here, Darren. It's part of my cat country commentary this morning. I'm not calling anybody fibbers, but I think we need some answers here. That's all, in that I saw the premier a couple weeks ago on the news saying, "We're, we're close, we're so close, just hang tight, and these restrictions will be lifted. We're so close, can you just do it for a little while longer? And then this gets yanked away, and I see the variants are up, and there's threats of a total lockdown across this city or province. We know what's going on in other areas. You got the CFL owners and leaders saying we're very close and opt- we've never been more optimistic than we are right now that we're going to play. I had a CFL broadcaster last night and say, Our governor, virtually certain we're going to play. And I'm thinking, what I see on the news and what I'm hearing is exactly the opposite. We're not close. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And for him to say, how could the WHL play but not us? That's a 20-year-old kid that I think doesn't really understand business, and that's where I'll defer to you. And even Clark said, a producer, Clark, back in the saddle today, that it comes down to money. And this particular Junior A League doesn't have it, but what about the other provinces? You can see the frustration here. And that kid, Luke Spatafora speaks for a lot of athletes today. I'm confused. I know
2: it's a tough it's a tough spot to be in because you want to be able to play, but these these hubs and these bubbles are tremendously expensive and hard to pull off, like you know you look at what's happening in Red Deer with the Red Deer rebels staying in the arena like that's not cheap ten thousand kids uh, ten thousand bucks a head, I'm told, yeah, it's not cheap, you know, and when I think about. Junior A hockey franchises, like if you're pulling in hundred K on your, you know, season 50, 50 or your truck lotto and you can bring in, you know, six figures like that's, that's a big deal for your, for your club. That's not enough to pull off a bubble. It's not enough it because it's, it's very expensive. And when you're dealing with community owned teams, it's even tougher. And at the end of the day, you just couldn't pull it off. So it's not that, again, I want to be cautious here because it's not that the government said you can't play. It's that we can't, what, what, we, what we want to allow you to play in is going to be too expensive for you. They don't, they don't bite, right? We're not willing, what you can afford, we're not willing to take that risk yeah. of traveling. So in the
1: end, it's all about money. And that's why yeah. I'm bringing in, and I thank you, Colin in Ottawa, who says Ontario Hockey League is also not playing, just saying it's not just the SJHL. And I never said it was. I said, I'm just speaking about what this kid's saying in this province. And every province is different in a lot of ways. So I just, I wanted to read his message. That's the angst of what the players are going through. And I understand people, we still get it. At least they didn't die. At least they're not transmitting. We're a sports show. I'm a sports guy and I'm sticking up for the sports teams. And that's all. And if the government says that's the way it is, then I guess that's fine because I rule that way in a lot of ways (laughs) in my house. You know what I mean? But why? Because that's the way it is, because I said so. I would take that, I guess, if they stood up and said, because we said so, that's why. I feel like they're not even saying that. And then the question I get so much in the sports community is, how are these teams doing it? How are they staying afloat? And that's not just the teams that aren't playing in Ontario in the SAS Junior A League. How are the moose jaws and the swift currents and the PAs that are community owned that now well, Moose Jaws in good financial shape, I think Swift Currents not. How are they how are they doing it? I don't have the answers. So I'm tired of saying, I don't know. Can somebody answer the questions? I'm not calling anybody a liar. Premier said we're close. Hang tight. We're almost at the end of this. And then this, it's the exact opposites. So I'm just saying what changed? That's all I'm asking today. And I haven't really I haven't really got any answers. Other than the guys in Ottawa and Ontario saying, we're the same.
2: Transparency goes a long way for that, you know, and and openness and honesty. We haven't seen a lot of that in terms of, look at they're not playing and here's why, right? Like if they came out and and said, look at we're not playing and this is the reasons. It was going to cost, you know, $4 million and this and this. And then you start realizing, oh, okay. I understand these community-owned teams can't afford the bill. Okay, I understand this isn't, you know, the National Hockey League. So we can at least respect that. But when we don't know, it's easy to say the league doesn't want to play or the government doesn't want us to play or they don't want us to play and you guys are taking this away from me. And if you want that negativity taken away from you, well, give us the reasons so that we can understand and if we understand,
1: then at least we can be somewhat sympathetic. But right now we can't. I know, and I'm, that's why I'm just very confused today. And there's all these questions and people are looking at me and I'm like, I don't have the answers. I'm sorry why this league can play and yours can't and, this, and why the government said this, but this is what's happening. It's not my responsibility to answer those questions. I'm just saying, Who, whose is it? I'm going to move on. Very long point there, but that's something I wanted to get off my chest here in the warm-up. For the four-season sports palace, you home for the NHL, UFC, and Regina Pats hockey. Uh, Monday NHL leftovers. I got a few. The Flames lost in Ottawa last night 2-1. And I don't, I didn't watch much of the game. It was a 2-1 game. It was the Flames' third game in four nights. So there might be a fatigue factor there. I'm not sure. But what I know is they lost, and they might miss the playoffs. And they're 4-3 and three under Daryl Sutter, so my one leftover is there's bigger problems with the Flames, clearly, than the head coach. And they're raging in Calgary today. I have no more to say than that, but it's going to take more than just replacing the coach to fix what's the problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Two, the Jets blank the Vancouver Canucks 4 nothing. I saw some of that. That was, I thought, one of the Jets' best games of the year. And the Fire Paul Maurice talk has piped down considerably today. It's all it takes. Throw them a bone. That's it. A win, and they're good. What's with the Jets jacket you're wearing today? I've never seen you wear that. Because they won. No, I know, but where'd you get it? Oh, I picked this up in the store. Um, ah, winners? Uh, absolutely.
2: Very nice. I was nice. flipping through, and I'm like, it was such a smoking deal that I couldn't not. And it's, it's great. I've been using it to run in a little bit and for uh, coaching hockey. And I thought, you know what? They won last night. It's a perfect occasion to bust it out for the first time on the show.
1: I love it. It looks very good. It does, doesn't it? Uh, Very quickly, are you watching the Vegas Golden Knight Colorado Avalanche race for the top of the Honda West Division? I'm just saying if you haven't, tune in because it's very exciting. I was on uh, the Sins Hour podcast yesterday at Senators, and they asked if I thought Mark Stone should be up for the Selkie Award. I said he should be up for something the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. He scored another game winner last night. I think, it's his, I think it's his fifth of the year that already ties him for a franchise record. I'm saying, why not Mark Stone for the Hart Trophy? We can talk about MVP. Mm-hmm. This guy's been everything for the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team. And my last point is Dougie Hamilton. Where did this come from? He is set a Carolina Hurricane-slash-Hartford Whalers record with a 12-game point streak eclipsing Mark How. Just wanted to point that out. So there's a lot of exciting things going on. That's cool. In the National Hockey League. To the big board, regarding my comments about the, the SJHL season being canceled, the OHL's not even playing, Jeff Lyon, watching on Facebook, says it sucks for the 20s. I wonder how much more effort would have been put into a return to play if the decision-makers had kids playing in the league. My kid is thankful he has a place to play next year. However, not all 20s have that. Um, so what was the comment from Mark in uh, Melford? He had a very good comment about lack of consistency. I'm sorry. The, this, I knew that people would have a lot of hot opinions on this. Right? It's, a, it's affecting a lot of people. And can I say this to all those teams? Get some mental health support for your players and your staff and your coaches because I don't, don't wait for them to come to you. They need it. Reach out to them. We see the Regina Thunder junior football program has started about six weeks ago. Mental health check-ins with their players. It's like 80 to 85 players. That is a lot of work and necessary because minds are going bad places. Here it is. Mark from Melfort, Saskatchewan, where they do the Melfort Shuffle. He says, before the Dub Hub in Regina got going, there was constant press releases from the WHL on the progress. Ask the SJHL, it's just crickets. The government has the final say, but why no comment from the SJ? I'm, not, I'm just reading that. Don't, don't, don't point the finger at the SJHL. Man, I mean, they've been through the Humboldt situation, in which quite frankly, in degrees of tragedy, this isn't anywhere near that. But who's prepared for this? What do you do if you're the SJHL? I don't even know. They didn't make an announcement uh, because for their own reasons. But the players are out saying things. The fans are saying things. Shoot, Richie Pelon quoted today in DiscoverWayburn.com. Probably the best article yet we've seen on why this was shut down. But I don't, don't point a finger at the SJHL. And I love you, Mark, but everybody's hurting right now. Now is not the time for that. And I'm, by the way, not pointing a finger at anybody. I just, I just want some answers because I'm confused today. Uh, point three was Dubhub stuff. Hey, Swift Current Broncos won last night. I'd ring the bell, but I've been told not to. Good, I was going to There's a live show going on in the Studio A, and they said, don't ring the damn bell. It's too loud over here. So the Swift Current Broncos won, and they snapped the 23-game losing streak that goes back to last season which rolls me over into point four if you noticed the houston rockets won and the swift current broncos won so anybody who voted that the rockets wouldn't win first in our poll yesterday you suck i'm joking but listen they're watching the rp show on game plus tv in houston texas did you see the tweets coming in today from the rockets fans yeah they're like rod sorry that the raptors had to lose but man we've been waiting 48 days for a win which I kind of got a kick out of. Was, oh, that was like two hobos fighting over a sandwich last night in Houston. The Rockets and the Raptors. and the Great game, by the way. Did you see the 360 the one guy did yeah. on the way to the dunk? Wow. So, again, Houston Rockets snapped the 20-game slide. Swift Current Broncos snapped the 23-game slide. Good for them. And here's who kept losing. The Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Raptors it's 14 in a row for the Sabres now. And what's nine for the Raps? Uh, point 0.5, March Madness. I'll just move on other than to say, are we still alive? Like, I don't know how these brackets work. We're All done, right? No. We're still alive.
2: We're still alive. All right. You've got Gonzaga to win the whole thing. Yes. And if you look at the bracket, this is the only thing I'll say, it says um, maximum total. So if everything you've predicted from here on out continues to go well, this is the maximum points you have. Yep. So while I'm way down in the standings, My max points is still pretty high because I'm the only guy who's got Baylor to win. So if Baylor wins, I might still be in the running. But right now, not looking good.
1: Uh, Glenn Erickson writes in on Twitter. He says, tough times in Cowtown as the Flames have been so inconsistent. Do they get a pass because this is such a challenging and unique season? Or is the fat lady singing? That is my guess. He tweeted a photo that I can't see it. I'm just guessing that's what it is. Uh, that's something that they're sorting out in Calgary today. I don't know the answer for that. Nobody gets a pass. Sorry. Ask Doc Riffers. Ask Todd Reardon. Ask any coach that's been fired in the bubble scenario. Pandemics. You don't get a pass. You're not getting a pass, Calgary. I'm, not from me. I don't think you are from your own fans. And my last point, I waited almost too long to mention it, but it's uh, CFL XFL talk. Can I just say this? And maybe we'll bring it around with Jim Lang next hour. But I was on the Outsiders podcast yesterday with Bryn Griffiths, Mighty Mouth, and Robin Brownlee. And they just brought up a couple scenarios that I hadn't heard. We're just throwing our ideas on the table. That's what's great about these podcasts. And Bryn Griffiths said, I heard that at least one, he's the host of the show, at least one CFL team wanted to partner with the XFL. At least one. This is where the notion came from. And nobody else, the other teams did not want to. And I'm like, very interesting. I hadn't heard that. Very. And there were more things. But at some point, if they go to a vote, you know, are we merging with the XFL? Does that even matter when we believe that they voted 6-3 to play last year and still didn't play? What's the point of having a vote? I know. That's right. So they got to figure it out fast. Because the more they continue to not be on the same page, the clock's ticking and disastrous potential outcome here for the Canadian Football League. So they got to, I think, figure it out soon. But there were more tidbits that came out of that podcast with Bryn, but that's the big one. At least one current CFL team wants to merge now. And my God, what I love. Oh, and the other, to know who it was. But the other thing was, he also heard there's a chance that they only want, the XFL only wants Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal, and they don't want the other six teams that are smaller market. And I'm like, no go. No, no, it's all or nothing. Actually, we can talk to Kenny Reed about that. He would have some opinions on a CFL-XFL merger and a variety of other things. So he's coming up next. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody, through the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. And we'll be right back after this break. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-Hour Sports Talk. For Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose Dupont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? 3.0, 3.0, okay. the lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using. Extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery-operated, small, handheld with a headlight? So you see where you're going. Oh my god! To sort of get those nooks and crannies. You know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. But I'm telling you, it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy, the manscaped. Lawnmower 3.0 was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy-nilly your willy. (laughs) Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it.
2: I'm sold. (laughs) I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial.
1: Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code fansided20.
0: Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Fun, fun, fun. That's what we're having here. And just ahead of Ken Reed, this is a perfect segue. Cynthia's watching in Pittsburgh on YouTube. She says, good morning, Rod. Cindy from Pittsburgh here. I must have missed something. What are the dollars for? As we discovered yesterday, if you pay more on YouTube, Super Chat, Boom! Your comments go to the top, and we'll read them. And that's what's made us the only fans of sports talk. So John Burns is back today from Calgary. He's dropped ten bucks, and he says, "As the great Getty Lee of Rush once said to the McKenzie brothers on SCTV, well, ten bucks is ten bucks." I grew up admiring Ken Reed, so this is a big thanks for you guys having Ken on your show. So let's bring him in today, sideburns and all, Kenny Reed from the GTA. <laughs> How you doing, Kenny?
3: I owe John 10 bucks,
1: I think. <laughs> well, apparently, like apparently this guy's 55 bucks into us already, Ken. Should we feel dirty that this is happening on uh, digital show? Because I don't. I don't.
3: There's far more dirty things going on on the internet than this, Rod.
1: <laughs> good point. You got it. You got it. So, <laughs> yeah. can, I, um, can I say something? You sent us a very nice DM last week. And if you don't mind, I'd like hey, to just mention will it. You? Yeah, well, you just, yeah, thank yeah, you. you Hi, Darren, you sent, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, hey ken Hey, Darren, have coffee. You You guys chat. You said you said you're doing great things with the show. Keep it up, and that's what led to Clark. You saying, well, let's let's bring Kenny on. I appreciate you watching, man. What what brought you to that conclusion, by the way? Because it's tough slugging out here in the digital world some days.
3: It is tough slugging. I just like I just think you're doing good work. I love that you're bringing in stories from all over Canada, not just Saskatchewan. I love you're giving a voice to uh, some sports that that don't get covered by, by a lot of outlets. And I I love that you guys are having fun. You just mentioned it off the top. You're having fun. And I think that's lost in a lot of spaces in the sports world right now. And uh, I think that there is an appetite for the kind of content you're producing. I, I love the chat format. I love the casual format. Um, As you can tell by looking at me, I'm dressed (laughs) casual. I like casual. And uh, I also like wearing a suit, I'll be honest, but, I I love what you guys are doing. I I think it's a fun format, and I think it's it's overdue, and it's needed for Canada.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And uh, I knew that you would love those suits because yours are... They, they stand out. They pop. And I also uh, have to mention that, that we are on Game Plus television. Of course, the guys are sitting in the control room downtown Toronto going, hey, don't forget about us, across on uh, all 10 <laughs> yeah. provinces and 31 states. Do you think, Ken, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but do you think you could do a digital show on hockey cards, sports cards, and how often could you do yeah. it? And how, Yeah, how popular would it be? Or is there one?
3: Yeah, there's, there's podcasts out there on it. My wife's been bugging me to do one for years. Um, yeah, I think I could. I think uh, weekly probably be best. Uh, but there's a, there's a good podcast uh, on Saturday nights um, out of Calgary. I think it's called Sports Card Live. I've been on it with Jeremy. He's the host. Forgive me if I've gotten the name wrong. But it's good. Uh, and, yeah, I think I could do one, especially what's going on with sports cards now. They're the hottest they've been since the 19, early 1990s. It's it's kinda of, it's a it's a it's a blessing and a curse because for me, I mean I love that people are enjoying them, but now I can't afford them anymore. So it's kinda of crazy what's been going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, but listen, here's my thing. You know me well enough to know that I have an addictive background. I'm in long term recovery, and I know I would be addicted mm-hmm. to hockey cards if I started buying them now. That's a thing. And yes. Enterprise Enterprise Sports in Philadelphia has become good friends of ours. They did a lot Instagram live the other night, got the new box of the NHL set and they' did a show on unveiling the cards, right, of this yep. year. So can you yep. talk about what what's caused this renaissance?
3: A uh, few factors, yeah. Box breaks, I guess they call it. There's live breaks are huge, which your friends from Enterprise did there. You just buy a box and you open it up, and I, I, I'll i open the pack When I do Tim and Friends, I've done that the last couple of weeks, and I'll get an old pack and I'll put it out on my Instagram or Twitter channel and open it up. But there are live box breaks on the internet, and that's what the people do on their shows, Rod. They just break open cards. People will buy a slot. You'll buy, say, the fifth card in the pack, and you'll get that card. Uh, what's brought it it up? Uh, the renaissance. I would say a number of things. Uh, COVID. Had a lot of people dig into their closets and wonder what's around the house. So they got nostalgic. There were no live sports to watch. So I think they got a little nostalgic about the sports they grow up watching and what they did. Also, guys our age uh, were hardcore collectors between when they were ages 10, you know, 10 to 20 years old back in the early 1990s. And now we have disposable income. So that disposable income has to go somewhere. So in a lot of cases, it went to cards. Uh, also, disposable income can't be used to go to games or to concerts now. So again, I think some of that went to cards. And I think there's been a lot of influencers, uh, the Gary V thing, uh, the sneaker heads, see the correlation between the sneaker collecting and the cards. So I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of things brought it back together, and I do enjoy your tire on there, Pucks and Deep Enthusiast, very true.
1: <laughs> you saw that? Well, from some of our, for our viewer, Jason in red, says, Ken, I just got into this Topps NHL Skate 21 trading card app, great app. Darren Thompson watching says, interesting, I have over 500 OPG cards from 1975 to 1985, not sure where to go. I would lock your doors and pull the blinds because your house is going to get stormed if anybody finds out you've got that. (laughs) Am I right?
3: Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. But it's a common question. A lot of people will message me. Like, what what are my cards worth? And I buy them from people, too. I've bought collections. I always try to buy fair, obviously. Um, Some cards are worth a lot. Some cards, the value would surprise you. But condition is key. Condition is absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. More so now than it's ever been. Back in the day, you'd haggle with a guy over the condition of a card, and it wasn't that big a deal. Now, with with the grading process, condition is key. Um, If your cards from 1976 are banged up, sorry, they're not worth a ton. If they're really, 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 really sharp, and here's the problem. Everyone thinks their cards are really, really, really sharp. Usually, they're not. They're they're worth more. They're worth a premium. Um, The guy with the cards from 75 to 80, he's in a bad window. The good thing about that window is it doesn't include the Gretzky rookie. But there's a bossy rookie in there, a trache rookie, but the 75 set, 76 set, there's not much to pick from. But condition is key. Uh, Where to start, the problem is um, most people don't know about a thing about them. So the where to start is you have to find someone you can trust. Uh, That's the key from where to start. So reach out, find someone you can trust. Because, uh, like you know, there's some great people in the card world, but it's like any other any other business, right? Um, mm-hmm. Education is key. Read
1: up this wonderful internet thing. Uh, there's lots of good things you can read about there. So educate yourself before you try to make the move. I see this being like a Storage Wars episode where I'll just buy your car.
3: Absolutely. Right? And
1: hope yep. what's in it. Yep. Listen, I just want to switch gears here. Other than Trent is watching in Norway. All right. It's Norway calling. Late to tune in here. <laughs> but where's the late? I love that you have the flag we watch this every day. When it's currently five twenty-nine PM six twenty-nine p.m. over there with the time change. Where's the link for this sports card podcast? Can the squad cast do one? Hope the Canadians are COVID-free. Stay well, everyone. That's from Trenton, Norway. What was the name, Ken? If you wouldn't mind passing along. I, I,
3: I believe it is called Sports Card Live. It airs on Saturday nights, but of course, it's all on YouTube. But it's a great show. Uh, the host is very. Host named Jeremy. He's a collector slash dealer from Calgary. Very honest, very upfront. The kind of guy you want to deal with when it comes to
1: cards. There you go. Sports card live. That is easy to find and remember. I got to ask you this in the time we have left. How excited are you getting, Ken, about the Toronto Blue Jays? Looks, Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the Yankees are their kryptonite. But uh, other than that, they got a shot. How how are you feeling? Uh,
3: I'm excited. I think uh, there's two parts. Well... The offense is not a problem. I think some of the bobbleheads on your table might be pitching for them soon or by the end of the season. If, if I mean, they don't have much of a starting staff, and I don't think they're going to be a starting staff team. I think um, it's not going to be old days one through five for the rotation. This is a modern team where you're going to have, you know, there's going to be quite a few games, I think, where a guy will go two, another guy will go two, a guy will maybe go three, one, you know, kind of that Tampa Bay uh uh model um old school guy like me i I love to know who's starting i think it's i think it's just a calming influence on the whole club but baseball and old school do not go together uh these years lately so i'm extremely excited um i mean i'm like any fan uh runs me. so they might win a lot they might have to win a lot of games 10 9 or 8 7. so they're going to be entertaining uh, definitely going to be entertaining but they, if the bats go cold I'm a little, I'm more than a little worried because uh, Hinjin Ryu is, is a fantastic pitcher but he's only out there one every, every five days and he's going to have times where he's not on either I mean we all have days where we're not at our best so they're going to be a fun team to watch so if you like offense both for and against I think you're in for a fun season
1: after what we've been through in the last 12 months I would, I'll take entertainment I'll take I don't necessarily sure, have absolutely. to win at all. I'll take right, it all day. Yeah, I'd be I'd be yeah. happy with that. Yeah. Ken, by the way, I love your maritime accent when you say "card." How you say that? See, I, I don't
3: even see that's the killer. Role. I don't even think it comes out anymore, but apparently it does. When I moved to Calgary, everyone made fun. Of, I was a videographer, and I had to do a story at the Calgary Zoo on the marmots, and everyone laughed at how I said "marmot." So now I say "marmots." You say it, <laughs> say it
1: however you want. Who cares? Merriman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I got to ask you uh, we are going to, uh, yeah, we're going to New Brunswick in, uh, in May, but we'll, we'll bring Ken on and talk about that a little later um, or another time. I just want to ask you do you think if the CFL and XFL merge, and who knows, I, the insiders are saying it looks like it'll happen, it could get a foothold in Canada, not even just Toronto. Maybe we put a team in the Maritimes. Do you think it could be a thing?
3: Uh, well, we've been waiting for the schooners forever, concealed the, the days of J.I. Albrecht. Um, I, it could definitely be a thing in Halifax. My only question for her, if it's a thing in Halifax, and it's just who's going to pay for the stadium. I mean, uh, public funds in Nova Scotia or New Brunswick or pei take your pick, are stretched to the max. Uh, we have a small population base, so I don't know how the government can help build a stadium uh i don't know if the private interest there i think what i've discovered through my few years on the planet is rich people are rich because they don't like to spend their own money they love to spend other people's money so i don't know if they're going to step up and build a stadium but the stadium's always the big thing for me um but the interest would be there yeah i think eight dates um, twenty, twenty, twenty to thirty thousand people at a football game would be a, an absolute blast.
1: I gotta stop. Uh, it. I gotta stop. Uh, sorry, I gotta, yeah. I, you could expand Moncton University of Moncton Stadium. You must have been there. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. They've
3: done that temporarily uh, for a couple. of It's games, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, but but see, here's the thing: with if you put it in Moncton, and no disrespect to Moncton, is that a big enough place? And is is Moncton going to draw people from across the Maritimes? Where I think if you put it in Halifax, and I'm biased, I'm from Nova Scotia. People will go to Halifax, but will people go to Moncton? Will, will a guy from uh, Truro drive to Moncton? It's only an hour and 15 minutes away, but he'll definitely drive to Halifax. Will a guy from Picto, where I'm from, drive to Moncton? It's only an hour and a half away. Halifax is an hour and a half away. Trust me, you'll go to Halifax. I don't know if you'll go to Moncton. And uh, I think that's just the reality of the situation. But yeah, I know Moncton's, a, they, they've definitely done the thing with the stadium for, for a couple games. Um, Will people be attracted to a temporary stadium, though, do you think, on a full-time basis? Like, do you really want Jerry Park forever? I mean, it's, it's nostalgic. It's fun at the start, but I think people want something for their buck eventually.
1: I think if they have fun, they'll come back. And that's what's happened at Touchdown Atlantic games that I've been at. And uh, the one thing, Ken, mm-hmm. you would have to agree, I don't know how much time you spent on the prairies, but everybody said maritimers are like prairie right. people. I've been out there enough. They're exactly the same. You guys might be a little tougher. Yeah. And I got a story about that for another time. Really? But tougher
3: yeah. than you guys. Wow. But we drive- you must be talking about the Cape Bretoners.
1: <laughs> I wish we could do another break. You'd love this story. But we drive to the Rush Games, to Saskatoon. The Saskatoon people come here for the Rider Games, yeah. back and forth, right? Like it's not It's not a thing. No, no you guys drive out
3: there. You guys will drive anywhere. I mean, I, I mean I've spent enough time in, in Alberta and, and Saskatchewan to know that you guys will drive anywhere. I don't know yeah. if that's the case for down home.
1: Yeah. Kenny, we're out of time. This has been awesome. I appreciate the kind words and the support. And uh, keep on keeping on. You know we're watching. Keep it up.
3: Thanks, Rod. Be well, buddy. Sportsnet. Ken <laughs> there you go.
1: He's here. You Moose is here. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it, man. He's the best. Ken Reed from Sportsnet. And we'll be right back with a sports update. And I think I'll tell you that story where I was threatened in Moncton. Okay. Might have been something that I'd done. How about that? How about that? You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with
1: Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of a sports update, maybe a CFL update. I just want to tell you this story for our people out in the Maritimes that are hanging on uh, the story there, and you've heard this story. But I was at Touchdown Atlantic in 2019, MCing the opening banquet. The premier was there. The mayor of Nova Scotia or uh, Mon- uh, Moncton was there, and we had an auction for. <laughs> A Great Cup package. Okay. And it was flights from WestJet, hotels at the downtown Calgary Hotel. The Great Cup was in Calgary that year. And I should say this. When I stepped off the plane, Leo Ezrin's good. You know him. Good friend of mine. Yes. CFL alumni executive director. Goes, Rod, just be careful out here with what you say and how you say it. And I said, well, what do you mean? Why wouldn't I be? He goes, well, the way you like to laugh and joke around, it just, it's different than at home. So just watch what you say. Okay, Leo, thanks for the tip. So I get into the auction, and I'm doing the auctioneering. And it's about 200 people in the room at the uh, Royal Golf Club there in Moncton. And I'm, going, <laughs> it kind of stalled at around 1,500. I'm a 1,500. Here go. Here we're gonna, 15, 15, 15, But we're going to 1,600. But we're going to stop. And it was a table of guys that weren't really paying attention. Right. And they were just crushing beers. I'm like, similar to the prairies, right? And I said, hey, guys, guys. How many of you are going to the game on Sunday, Touchdown Atlantic? They all put their hands up. <laughs> 1,700, 1,700, 1,700, 50, 1,700, 1,700, And they all stood up like, they're going to kill me. And Leo's like, I told you! It's just an old auctioneering joke. You know what I mean? They I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's guy, oh, 1,700, 1,700, <laughs> 1,700. 1700 1800, 1800, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. here now. Sold. Not to them. It's an old joke. Mm. So I get what Leo, he tried. He tried. Leo tried to save me. So, sports update: two goals from Adam Lowry powered the Winnipeg Jets to a four nothing victory over the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. Arena. Connor Hellebuck stopped all twenty two shots he faced for his 21st career shutout. Philip Gustafson stopped 35 shots in his first NHL start, leading the Ottawa Senators to a 2-1 win over the Calgary Flames at CT Center. Johnny Goodrow scored for Calgary, who's now 4-3 under Daryl Sutter. Miko Rantanen scored his 18th goal of the season and the Colorado Avalanche, won their seventh in a row by beating the Arizona Coyotes 5-1. The Western Hockey League announced Monday that Brandon Wheat Kings forward Nolan Ritchie has been named WHL Player of the Week. The 18-year-old recorded Seven points in three games this past week in the WHL Subway Hub Center in Regina. The dub also announced that Everett Silvertips goalie Dustin Wolf has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. The 19-year-old Flames prospect was back up to his old tricks, recording two shutout victories as the WHL's U.S. division returned to play this weekend. Tonight, in the double, the Regina Pats face the Winnipeg Ice at 8 p.m. Mountain on Access Now TV. The losing is over for the Rockets but not the Raptors. Houston ended its 20-game losing streak as John Wall had his first triple-double in five years in a 117-99 victory over Toronto. The CEBL's Guelph Nighthawks have signed guard Isaiah Reese he joins the Nighthawks after two seasons of playing in the NBA G League with the Santa Cruz Warriors. A six foot five guard with three years of NCAA basketball on his resume, his extensive experience in scoring ability will be a perfect addition to a growing new roster for the Nighthawks this season. Guelph opens their season June 8th. All games are available on CBC Sports and the CBC Gem app. Uh, Blue Jays right-hander Kirby Yates will miss several weeks because of a strained muscle in his forearm. Yates was expected to be Toronto's closer after signing a 5.5 million dollar one-year deal in the offseason. He was an all-star with the Padres in 2019 when he posted a 1.19 ERA and led the... Uh, NL with 41 saves. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your home for Regina Pats hockey on their big screens, right in the heart of the Dudney Strip, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. What up? I'm just reading the comments from the viewers here. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Stamps. Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and says, Rod, this is a sincere question. <laughs> Given your relationship with Calgary, have you ever been in a sticky situation here? I, for the record, would never condone such things. What was the... Several. I don't have enough fingers to count how many sticky situations I've been in Calgary. I went to college there, for God's sake. That's what I was going to say. You went to college. What was the cowboy... I went on both, both ends of it. What was the cowboy club you guys went to? The Rockin' Horse Saloon. That's the one. Which we called the Divorce Horse Saloon. It doesn't uh, exist anymore. Have I ever been in a sticky situation in Calgary? What kind of question? You know that. Why would you ask questions that you know the answer to already? Gary in Winnipeg says he'll be watching the Pats ice game on CHL TV. Uh, However you're watching, do it. Our Access Now broadcasts aren't available outside the province. And by the way, I love when people write in here and they say, sorry, Rod, Go Wheat Kings or whatever. This has long been my CFL thing. I don't care who you cheer for as long as you're cheering for somebody. Like at Grey Cup, quite often we'd be walking down the street and some fans of a CFL team would go, "Hey, sorry, Rod, Argos," and I'm like, "It's all. You've totally misread me. As long as you cheer for somebody, we're good. Yeah, doesn't bother me. The people I have a problem with are those that aren't fans at all of the league." That's
2: right. Fair? Yeah. Just come up to cheer, be at the games, create an atmosphere, because I, you can't be you without the fans on the other side.
1: Exactly. Right? Right. Uh, let's go uh, to the video board, J-Rod. How's the Pats playing? I thought the WHL bubble was not government ended.
2: What does he mean by that? I don't know. There's been talk... Okay, a lot of talk about what does this mean for the WHL bubble? No, it wasn't ended. The SJHL was, was ended. The right? SJHL was, yes. And the WHL, I can't see it ending at all unless there's an outbreak and they determine that it's not safe. But everything that they've done has been safe. Um, their plan has been a good one. Um,
1: and it's worked, so I don't see the WHL bubble ending. One more from the uh, Prairie Mobile Text Line 306-840-8777 from the two zero four area code. That's Manitoba. Says the worst voice in broadcasting. You referring to me? <laughs> that doesn't hurt my feelings, brah. Just click off. That doesn't hurt my feelings. This supposed to hurt my feelings? Say what, Clark? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. To go out of... What were we just saying in the break? Don't let these types of people bring you down. We're not letting them bring us down. We're having the time of our lives. Never been happier in our life. Why would I let this upset me? Don't even know the guy. Bruh. Listen, we got a lot of questions and comments coming in, so we'll get to them all when we come back. Plus, I promise... The curling report and the CFL report coming up. And Jim Lang, an hour two, you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live. And 24-hour sports talk, live streaming at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson.
1: Viewer takeover is always great. And Leo Esrins, CFL alumni executive director, is watching down there in in Hamilton in the hammer right now regarding my story earlier about almost getting punched out at the uh, opening banquet for Touchdown Atlantic. Leo says, you didn't finish the story. He writes in. He says, your strategy worked. The bidding went up. But I had to escort you to the car after, for the, after the dinner. So think about that for a second. I was sober as a judge. This was two years ago. Imagine me on alcohol. That's why I had to stop. You ramp it up times. I 100. was going
2: to say the over-under, you know, on times you've had to get an escort out of a building.
1: Are you kidding? I had to get an escort from the RCMP into the rink in Swift Current. Into the rink. That story in the book, I mean, is going to be outstanding. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Henderson watching and bored in Borden, Manitoba says, uh, you should have ignored that jerk that texted. Now he's happy. You mentioned it. That's okay. That's how we keep him coming back. One That's more. how we get the numbers up. One more text and we can track his location. <laughs> Say that again. No, the camera's on it. I said
2: one more text. We can track. I'm still not on. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, in the movies, right? FBI, keep him on the phone for 30 more seconds. Then we can triangulate his location.
1: Text us back. Hater. Jason and a Red Deer. Yeah, worst voice in broadcasting. That's why he's been in the business for 20-plus years. Take a seat and shut up, clown. (laughs) (laughs) 30. 30 30-plus years, brah. I started when I was 16. From Monty in Saskatoon, you are the best, Rod. Rock show. Jeff Cabillus in Winnipeg. If Rod has the worst voice in broadcasting, then I'm Dwayne the Rock Johnson. uh moving on to more important things we didn't spend much time on and we only have a couple minutes here on the the outsiders podcast from edmonton Bryn griffiths and robin brownley i was on yesterday where they say they think that at least one cfl team wants to merge with the xfl and who knows if that's true that's just what they heard and Bryn's pretty connected and two that maybe the rock is only interested in certain cfl teams but not all cfl teams to me, that's a non-starter. It's, it's all nine or it's none. I can't think anybody would argue that.
2: Where are you on that? Yeah, I, I can't think they would argue it either. I think it's got to be all or nothing. Unless the teams don't want to. Right If the teams don't want to make that travel or you know an owner's ready to sell or or you know a team needs to fold, but i don 't think there's any teams in that situation right now. I think we're okay. I think the league's healthy. I think we're in you know great markets across the country with some really great fan bases, um, and some of the fan bases that maybe aren't supporting it, like Toronto or Vancouver as much because you know you 've got a little bit of that envy, whether it 's the Canucks, the NFL right in Montreal. Um, this legitimizes that and makes it cool again. So you start invigorating those markets. I think you got
1: to take them all. I really do. I really do. Oh, you have to. It's a non-starter. Yeah. Um, from Dumbass Son watching on YouTube says, who do you think is going to be the, go first overall in the NHL draft this year? I think it's going to be Owen Power, defenseman from Michigan. That's who I think it'll be. Highest dub player? Probably Dylan Genther of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Yeah. Although, if you want a defenseman, I would, Cole Sillinger is going to be an NHL, so he might be my guy. Um, do we have time for the curling report? Probably not. I'll throw in the CFL report here. The Toronto Argonauts have signed four of their 2020 draft picks, including first-round selection Theron Churchill. Churchill, a six-foot-six, 295-pound offensive lineman from Stettler, Alberta, was selected ninth overall by Toronto. Spent three seasons with the U of R Rams, the Horns. He started 25 games at tackle. Played four seasons of junior ball with the Edmonton Huskies before that. They also signed defensive lineman Sam Pong fullback Don Pellerin, and receiver Sam Baker. Hour 2 coming up with Jimmy Lang, and uh, we will continue more of this talk and a lot of more of you, the viewers, on uh, Hour 2 here on Game Plus TV and YouTube, Facebook Live. Stick with us.
0: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.